Hey y'all, it's Melly, your intermittent podcast hostess. I am back after about seven months. I've been learning and observing and not really taking as many notes with the I or with the intention of podcasting. But I have a lot of little entries in my journal that I'll probably expand on in the next coming weeks. So, yep, I've been going through a lot since November when I put an episode out the last time. And I really want to get into putting episodes out while I'm on summer break, quote unquote, from school, which really my FAFSA just maxed out. So whatever. But I can use the break. So we're going to get into this again. This is going to be like a all encompassing thought space type of episode because I don't really have specific podcast notes, but I do have a lot of things that I've been writing and talking about. So I just want to glean over everything with this episode and really set the intention to put more episodes out this summer before I go back to school in September. And yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Hopefully I can get some type of I don't know, some type of, you know, pertinent thoughts out, something that means something. Um, We'll see. But uh, yeah, thanks again. Okay, so I've taken the headphones off because I actually didn't like the way that that was sounding. So I guess as long as I remember to speak up, we should be good. And I've gotten a new phone since the last one, so the headphone is not a problem. And yeah, let's just get into this. So of course I've written something today. I don't really ever just record straight off the top of my head. So I'm gonna get into reading that and then go from there. So to start, I have like meditations on surrender, forgiveness, strength, adaptability, letting go, perseverance, unconditional love and servitude, and then discipline and willpower. The last of two are the resolutions I made for this year is just to work on my discipline and willpower and I'll say before I read what I read what I wrote that I can already see how discipline and willpower are just going to be something that I have to keep going in the undercurrent of the things that I like to work on as far as my humanity as opposed to my spirituality and so yeah I've picked up some new addictions dropped some old addictions that all really kind of play into the whole discipline and willpower thing so to me it just feels like just more challenges to work through I'm not really beating myself up on for smoking breezes when I stop smoking weed and stop drinking because I'm on antidepressants now so I can't drink which I tried and it's just a bad idea so yeah I drink I don't smoke weed but I do be smoking breezes so that's something I'm um gonna stop doing or whatever in the name of discipline and willpower so I guess if I didn't have nothing else to work on I guess I can work on that so whatever we're gonna get into this I'm gonna read what I've written and then kind of gloss over everything that's been happening to me since November and then we can talk about it so yeah let's get into it right away so since November 2021 I've been through a lot a whole lot I'm mostly sick from having to deal with agents of the matrix people who are just so gung-ho on 
keeping everybody in a straight line and conformity and assimilation and just like squelching out any little bit of light that they see in anybody. And I am just someone who I, my homeostatic nature is to be radiating the light that I have. And so that causes a lot of static with people, whether they're light beings also, or they're like agents of the matrix and they just don't like to see people who are different or people who will confront them or oppose them and, you know, call them on a shit and stuff like that. So I've been dealing with that a lot up until very, very recently. So let me get back to what I wrote. Um, Sick from having to deal with agents of the matrix. It's been so hard to be myself. I've had to cry, fight, argue, and relent more times than I can count until I eventually just had to surrender the position I was holding so tightly onto. All I can do is be myself and pray for support in that. If support is not being given, I have to know that and leave, no matter how much money I'm earning. I cannot sacrifice myself for anything worldly. I have to know my value and protect my authenticity. There is a very short list of what or who I'm willing to risk myself for. I have to know what is most important to me. It's been a long time since I felt like I have anything meaningful to say to anyone, let alone on my podcast. I've been missing the energy of my show and of myself, and I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to revitalize both. I want to spill out and discuss everything that I've been observing since I've been away, but I know I have to take things slowly. Since leaving the toxic job that I had, I've been needing a lot of help and rest. I'm getting that support, but I need to take my time and listen to my body. And while I still feel mixed up and chaotic in thought, I'm excited to try talking again. And so that's what I have. And it's true that I still feel really like just jumbled in my mind. I've kind of been putting my mind out of my mind lately and just focusing on like the carnal instincts as far as, oh, go to work, eat dinner, go to sleep, things like that. And while I can say that no matter what situation I find myself in, there is a position to get gems out of that and lessons and tools that I can apply to my spiritual journey, you know? So it's not as though all of this has been a total waste, but I have really been wanting to work on the balance between being present on my human path while also being alive in my spirituality and it's actually very hard for me to try to manage both of those things let alone with everything I've been realizing about myself and how my brain works and how I perceive the world and how that is different than the majority of other people see the world and especially the type of places where I find myself you know employed or in social settings or with family and stuff like that. So it's been really hard trying to balance all of these things while still trying to think about my spiritual journey. So admittedly, I've taken time off from the spirit world and not cast my guys out or anything, but I've taken less time to meditate and speak to them or hear their guidance or really even take my own guidance I've really just been going with the flow of the wind lately so I want to talk about how like since November so at the job that I just quit cheers for that I will hold for your applause thank you yes thank you so um I was in a position of leadership there 
while still having to have a supervisor that I had to quote-unquote answer to or whatever so that was like a whole rigmarole honestly from November until now where I have been literally like picked on bullied harassed talked down on all this other shit by people and supervisors that do not know me do not want to know me simply just oppose me because of who I am and whether I gave them the opportunity to explain that or not the observation is what it is like people do what they do because of the conscious and unconscious thoughts that they have or subconscious thoughts that they have and so being somewhere where I literally would have to gather all my bearings gather all my spoons and dedicate it to this one job four times a week for 12 hours a day it obviously began to take a toll on me and then having dealt with my grandma passing away in September of last year and then another one of my cousins passing away in February of this year all the while still trying to save face at this job because of the position that I was in it really put me in a vulnerable headspace and I wonder if without that job would I have even felt the need to go as far as accepting medication from a psychiatrist like not to say that all the grief I've been experiencing in the last two years alone has not played a part in that but it is my understanding that the job that I just quit played a major role in inhibiting my ability to actually heal and grieve and go through the motions of grieving and all that other type of stuff so with knowing that I'm on the spec that is like a whole that's years worth of processing researching learning growing and talking it out with other people that I just was not able to focus on due to the job that I had and the amount of attention and energy that it demanded from me you know so I was not able to really focus on that part wasn't able to grieve my cousin that passed away in February because oh if I take you know I don't believe in taking in proof of death I'm never gonna do that at any job that I ever work at like that's just not gonna happen and so in my head I wasn't in the position to quit that job in February so I just took it upon myself to keep going and just go to work like normal and take time away to breathe or decompress or cry on my breaks if that's what I had to do all the while not really taking in account on how that would be affecting me in the long run being able to take that time off would have helped but I am never going to bring in proof to any type of job that someone in my family died. Like, that's just, I don't, I don't even think that policy should still be a thing. Like, that should just be totally, as far, I would even go as far as to say religiously. Like, that should just really not be acceptable to ask someone to bring in proof that their relative is dead like I don't care how many people y'all think are lying about something like that take that loss like to really demand that of somebody is just fucked up and so I will never do it for any job anywhere ever I will never ever ever do that and so knowing that and knowing that the position I had and like not really having that support to lean on 
and people waiting for me to slip up and fail so they could mark me down and take that off of my credibility or whatever the fuck it was so it was just a lot of pressure and what really got me from that job is being told like you know you can't write in your journal here anymore you have to just do it on your breaks mind you I've been writing in my journal at that job since July of last year and never even once have I been writing and someone called me for help and I was like oh hold up let me just finish this one sentence like never I will stop in the middle of a sentence and go and do my job every single time. And just the nature of the position I had, it, were, it was a lot of standing around. So on top of all the other jeering and bullying that I faced, that was just my last straw. And I was honestly praying for a reason because I'm like, I don't know why I keep coming here. Like I love my teammates and the people I make sure I love making sure they have what they need. And I love being capable to help them and accessible to help them and being here as often as I can, all the other stuff. And so it was just like that was the last straw. Like if I can't even write in my journal yet, you tell me that I can't be friends with these people because I'm their quote unquote supervisor, their boss or whatever the fuck it was. Who am I supposed to talk to? Like I'm going through a lot. And so perhaps, and I had the thought too, like maybe that is a reasonable response, like only write on my break. But it's like, you know what? Fuck that. I'll write in my journal on breaks at a different damn job. I will not do that here. No, I'm not going to start writing in my journal like I've been doing for 11 months because one supervisor has a problem with everything I do. No, I'll, I'll write in my journal on my breaks at my next job, but I'm not going to do that here. And that was just it. That was the grain of salt that I had to take with me out of there. Like, regardless of if that was a reasonable request or not, it came from, like, just that shitty energy and wanting to control every aspect of somebody just because they're, quote-unquote, on the clock and we're not paying you to stand around. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I'll do it at the next job, but not here. Like, that's just not going to happen. I'm not going to be picked on and bullied. So, whatever. I ended up quitting that job. And while I was there, though, it played into a lot of these little topics that I wrote down in the beginning on surrendering and forgiveness and strength and adaptability and perseverance and unconditional love and servitude and then a bit into discipline and willpower and then of course letting go comes in when I finally just was like look I quit and I told my teammates I'm like I love y'all individually but I cannot work here like today is my last day today is the very last day that I'm going to be here no exceptions, no reconciliations, no HR, none of that. I've tried everything and I'm done trying. Like, that's all right. I can give up on this job. That's fine. Like, that is so fine. Because if I didn't do that, it felt like I would be giving up on myself and letting some integral part of myself just go away. And I was literally not okay with that. I see people at a lot of jobs that I have that apparently have given up on themselves or done it to the point where they want to control other people who have not given up on themselves and I just never want to look up and be that type of person that is like spiteful and hateful to people because of what I didn't do for myself you know so mm -mm, that is a big lesson in me I'm like my work here is done anyway I don't feel as though it's part of my work or part of my journey to continue working somewhere where I'm literally getting the opposite of a support like I don't even know what the opposite of support is but that's what I was getting from that job 
And so it just wasn't worth it. I'm like, I thought about it and went through the motions of who I could call or talk to. I could go to HR and ask them, or I could talk to the plant manager and ask him. But honestly, none of it was worth it because I've already brought several issues up to people and nothing was apparently being done. So whatever, y'all tried to fix the environment for the people who I work with, but that has to be up to somebody else now. I planted the seeds there. My work there was done. I am due for a um, road trip vacation anyway, so this is just perfect timing, which I have an interview tomorrow, so I might have to postpone my road trip yet again, but that's okay. So either way, um, I've been going through that, and as far as forgiveness, dealing with everything that I may or may not discuss in the last episode, I think, this is about the people that I was raised around and how their, I don't even know how to put it, but who they were as people when I knew them, how it affected me in the long term, and how I'm still grappling with the reality that I don't know these people anymore, and they don't know me anymore, and you know, the kind of pain that we've caused each other, and just trying to find a way to love them through that and deal with the pain and the misunderstanding on my own instead of bringing it to them because one or any of us in the situation or in the conversation like can never get it right and one I'm tired of always assuming that it's me that can't get it right and it's me that doesn't know how to talk to them or whatever so I've decided in the previous months to just kind of forgive that and let it go there's still some resentment there but that comes from I think a level of codependency that I had on them and like needing them to be the person that I imagined them to be growing up or who I would have just assumed that we were based off the familial relationships that we have but that's just not true you know people are people and it does me no good to be holding grudges or hating them behind the scenes or making snarky Facebook statuses, which I've done, you know, making snarky Facebook statuses or anything like that really does me no good because these people sleep good at night probably. And if they don't, it's not to the extent that they want to reach out and communicate with me about it. So, you know, it really leaves the ball in my court. And what I've been doing is just leaving their forgiveness with God and you know you don't have to get it from me if you pray on it and you come to the conclusion with the god of your understanding that's that's all right you know your forgiveness is there like i gave it to god and let it go because i cannot keep holding on to this shit like i have a whole life of things to confront you know i have a whole life of things to process and think about and understand about myself and learn about myself and observe about who i'm becoming and be mindful of who I'm becoming and how I'm taking the steps to be who I want to be in the future. So it's just been a lot of that as far as forgiveness goes and finding a way to like genuinely perceive that forgiveness and not just let it be something topical, like sincerely forgive people that have hurt me and that may or may not continue to hurt me or whatever the situation may be, excuse me, how it comes up. So I've been really thinking about that and 
just trying to open myself up for more beautiful interactions and more loving and peaceful and joyous interactions with other people, with the world around me, with the animals around me and things like that. So that's who I want to be. You know, I want to be somebody who just radiates positivity, but it has to come from a genuine place, you know? It can't just be, this is who I am on the surface, and let me make a good Facebook post and go home and cry myself to sleep. You know, it cannot be that. For me, it has to be authentic, and it has to come from the inside. Mind you, last semester at school, I took a course, a philosophy course in existentialism, and it really impacted me insofar as the topic of intrinsic and extrinsic value. And that's definitely something that I want to talk about. Let me write that down. Definitely something that I want to come back to in thought in the next, like, 40 minutes that I'm going to be talking. Intrinsic and extrinsic value. Yeah, so I'm going to come back to those. But as far as another thing that I wanted to kind of bring up about what I've been going through lately is the act of perseverance and how you can really not want to get out of bed or just not even want to see the light of the next day and still be motivated by some force bigger than you to go ahead and do those things to get out of bed to keep living to see the next day and it's it to me feels like some higher calling or some higher motivation to just continue to stick it out and throughout that job I had to come to the conclusion like keeping myself alive is the most important thing I can do you know it can't be showing up to work and being a good employee or being a good friend or being a good sister or being a good auntie like it has to be keeping myself alive that has to be the bottom line for me and my role and my obligation to myself is keeping myself alive by any means necessary because that is a battle for me you know and that goes into the psychiatric help that I've been getting or have gotten 10 I'll say because I haven't the therapist again but in the talks that I've had with them surrounding the necessary or the need for medication it's just been for me it's like when I got down so low I couldn't imagine anything else that could help me out like my medicine has really really helped me out and it it's a slight little panic response now that I don't work there and it's like oh my gosh like where am I going to get my next prescription filled this or this or that but that's why I'm curious to see if maybe that job was playing a major role in my necessity for that type of medication like to be on antidepressants which I support for myself and anybody else who feels that they need that I mean it worked out for me the worst side effect I have is um increased appetite but that just also provides me with the opportunity to correct my relationship with food and monitor what I'm eating and just making sure I'm going for the healthier option and not so much the same pattern of food that I was stuck on while I was grieving and mourning and just depressed and not able to really see the light of myself type thing so it helped me to have that 
and I will say it's kind of like a crutch like a necessary crutch that I have because on top of that it pulls me away from drinking which I, it's not like I was ever a big drinker but it's good to go out and not go home drunk as fuck like it is fun for me to be the sober one like I never thought that because I've never been that I never wanted to be the sober one and that also could have stemmed from things that I didn't want to face with myself and so that's something I'm going to be looking forward to doing in the coming weeks it's just facing myself in a way that I've been shying away from in a way I didn't have the support to do it even if I were to try so I'm going to um, use those last few doses or whatever that I have to really try to get myself up and moving and in a mindset that I don't feel so low and depressed or something like that but now I know that if I ever do return to the mindset that I had come so comfortable with that I have that resource to reach out and get the help I need and get the medicine I need and like not worry about the price and all this other stuff it always works out like everything is always okay and that just has to be the truth like that's my truth anyway so I'm not too worried about running out of meds because if I really do feel the need to reach out and get that help I'm now confident in that I know who to ask for or who to talk to or anything like that to be able to get that help for myself and so that gives me a lot of comfort that at least I was able to get that help that I needed and when speaking to my spirit about it it's kind of like the medication is not something that I really was ever designed to be on for the rest of my life type of thing but it's always okay to get whatever olive branch that you need to reach for to pull you up out of whatever abyss that you've fallen into or that life has pushed you into you know so I would never talk down on myself or anyone for needing that device to help you along like there's nothing wrong with needing medicine to help you along just like people smoke weed to help them along I don't know if drinking really helps people along honestly I've never seen anyone drink and get better but maybe I'm I don't know I don't think that for myself I can only speak on myself and so I don't think drinking is what would have helped me feel better and be in a more sunny mindset so again I'm grateful for the medication that I was prescribed and how it's been helping me because at, at first you know of course I was nervous to take that and be on medicine because I just didn't want to change and didn't want to become dependent and that's not how I feel you know I feel like who I was before a whole lot of fucked up shit started happening to me so again I can only be grateful that I was able to even rely on that resource for however many months it's been since I was able to start so since like January so it's helping me out um I look forward to the attempt to stay where I am mentally and if not get better you know I look forward to the attempt to stay here or better with or without the medicine you know if it's what I require I can go get the help like I said and if it's not, that means I'm in a really good mindset, which is what I'm used to, which was I want to be more comfortable with than the depressive thoughts and the intrusive thoughts that have become second nature to me without it. So again, just going back to 
how I could have even started feeling comfortable with that. Like, that's not a normal pattern of thought to have, you know, suic, suic pseudal, I'll say that, suic pseudal ideations is not normal. You know, that's something that you have to get help with if that's what you're thinking of every single day. Like, that's you're not okay if that's what you're thinking about. It's just not okay. And in taking that existentialism course, it's, I think it is perfectly natural to contemplate mortality, contemplate your life and what it may mean to you, but it's not normal to be having super pseudo thoughts, you know, every single day. That, to me, would indicate that someone needs to reach out for help. And before I did reach out for help, that was just not what I thought. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, this is where I am right now. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to think about it, though. And it's kind of, like, fucked up. Like, you could manifest that for yourself, perhaps. And that's just not a risk I'm willing to take. Because it just seems as though people who do succumb to depression in that way, nobody knew. You know, they were able to play it off like they were just normal and happy and I never want to give that impression if that's not where I am. You know, I would love to give the people in my life the opportunity to support me, to help me, give myself the opportunity to gather that help and support rather than push it all off as if it's something normal that people just think about. Because it's just not. So I'm grateful to my medicine and to the doctors that I've been seeing that helped me process this with that help. You know, it's not just like I'm living life raw out here, raw dog in life, and just trying to keep my head up, even though it's a whole lot of shit coming at me left and right. So I'm grateful for it, honestly. I really, really am. And I see that I'm coming up on 30 minutes, but I also don't have like a poem or anything prepared for the middle part. I think I'm just gonna keep talking for an hour though I do love that I have started doing that I'm gonna get into that with like the next episode or something like that if I can come up or write something I've been needing to get that part of my brain back functioning also because I enjoy writing poems or um, prose or just little quips like that. I do enjoy that. So I'll get back to it. I'm not going to push myself too hard. But yeah, that's where I've been lately. And just really focusing on my human life and taking the required steps to put myself in a position where I see myself in the future, you know? And being able to realize my goals and my dreams. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I feel like I've been talking nonstop, and I really don't fully all the way know what I've been talking about, but I'm going to just keep going. Um, so then in the next 30 minutes, there's this little piece I wrote in here in December of 2021, and the title at the top is, oh wait, before I get into that, I do want to talk about intrinsic and extrinsic values. So that concept sincerely changed my thought patterns because I will say intrinsic value is something that I always sought out but didn't have the word for or the term for 
it was kind of just like, well, what, do, what makes me happy? What do I want to do? Am I doing this for other people or for me? And so what that is, what intrinsic value is, like the things that you do or say or the way you express yourself because it feels inwardly authentic. You know, the things that are important to you inwardly, the things that are characteristic to you intrinsically just who you are as a being the things that come from the very fiber of your soul and how you're comprised and everything that's ever happened to you and how you've learned and changed and grown from that and so to me that in hand in hand with extrinsic value so it's like the car that you drive or the things that you do for social status or the friends that you have or the degree that you got these things are in relation to extrinsic value not just totally extrinsic but in relation to extrinsic value and where authenticity comes in it's how much are you willing to place the expression of your intrinsic values over that of your extrinsic value so it's not necessarily good or bad to have either but it's just as far as authenticity goes how far are you willing to go to be authentic to your intrinsic values and follow that that little voice in your head that tells you to go left instead of right or wear these shoes instead of those shoes or mismatch every single article of your clothing because it makes you feel good and learning that in existentialism and it was like really the first half of the semester so I had a lot of time to think about it and I'm really grateful that those terms were given to me and I honestly, I mean, it probably looks a little bad that I can't tell you which philosopher introduced the thought, but ugh, I don't know. Maybe like Heidegger. I could just be pulling that out of my hat, though. I don't know. Um, but either way, so I've been really dealing with that. And I will say not a lot of me had to change outwardly, but just in defense of myself in those situations where I'm like, called out for being different it's like well this is intrinsically important to me in my authenticity I really don't care how I'm perceived yes it impacts me yes I think about it later on but it's not going to change the way that I am like that's just not true and honestly I want to go to Sonic and get a Chicago style hot dog I wonder if they're open but either way so I've been just dealing with that and really appreciative and gratuitous like full of gratitude of the fact that those terms are even given to me so either way back to this page that i wrote in december the title is the subtle study of everything an initial attempt and it says on the mind this is something that i was trying to get out of my head for the longest time and it's still not done and i want to do a whole a whole episode titled the subtle study of everything when i get a firmer grasp on this concept but i'm gonna just put it out there plant the seed maybe you'll have something to add to it but i'm gonna get this out right now so on the living pulsing pattern that exists around us at all times there is a level of predictability that alludes to an empirical pattern that is alive and breathing as a function of the living force that is the all. I believe we exist as some kind of response to the way this pattern expresses itself. I believe there is a way to observe and measure this energy or pattern. Something about how every person or entity has the ability to interact with this pattern according to their design. The pattern is the independent variable. 
How it responds and operates does not depend on the individual. How it is interpreted does depend on the individual. It is in the realm of karma, but I believe even karma itself is merely a product of this energy slash force slash pulse. This energy is shadowed by Newton's laws, the equal but opposite, and it is a product, oh, equal but opposite is a product of this force. The tangible footprint of it, but still not the entire essence or explanation. This force is why it is so easy to contradict ourselves, why multiple things can be true or false, why it's important to dig deeper. There is a finite amount of possibilities within any given set of energy due to the rule of this force. Being a studious observer of energy and the way it functions puts one in the position to notice the essence of this force or the breadth of it even. So I don't even know where to go from reading that, not gonna lie. It feels something like the God spark thing that I was talking about back in season one and something about observing God in action or the force or energy that we call God or the computational algorithms that we address as God, you know, whatever it is, it feels like it's trying to define that or at least put it in some type of like uh, communicable terms. So I'm not sure how that is going to play out or how it's going to end up going. But I do want to expand on that thought more. And especially the, the, I believe we exist as some kind of response to this pattern itself. So it's, it's almost like the inevitability of life. The inevitability of creation. Like a sneeze. Like you, you were going to happen no matter what. You know? Everything we do is going to happen no matter what. Because we did it because it was already written in this code or in this pattern that we can study and measure and observe and take opinion on. And so, like I said, I don't really know where that goes, but one can only hope that it comes becomes clear. So honestly, I want this to be an hour long, but I don't really have totally that much to say. I'm really just happy that I got something out I uh, really wish I had something to put in the middle, but I don't have my poem journal with me. I do have my work journal though, and I wonder if it might not be something in there that I wrote that I can expand on because I was going through it at that job. And I am sure I am sure there's something written in here that I can expand on. And just to put it out there, like, you know, cheeky cheeky, I've been thinking about my husband. I don't know who he is or where he is. But I know he out there doing great things. I be praying for him all the time. I want to put it out there in the universe so everybody who's listening to this, it could just be like a little speakerphone into the universe to, hey, alert, alert, send my husband my way. Like, I'm tired of the games. It's been taking way too long. I do, on that note, though, 
I do want to approach my husband from a point of just expressing myself in love and having him observe that and relate to it other than seeking out love because that feels kind of um like parasitic a little bit to me like oh I just need you I want to love you I want to give you everything I want to fill my heart up with you like I don't want to approach love from that way anymore and I have in the past like looking for something to fill some hole yeah anyway I feel some like spiritual emotional hole in myself I don't want to approach love like that anymore because that to me has left me in a position of accepting what I shouldn't be accepting or calling something what it is when it's not that you know and I really just want to approach my husband already full of love for myself and take it as more of a let's teach each other how to love each other other than you being the missing piece to my life and you were just a perfect companion like I don't believe that that's how it's gonna work I think we'll just be two people that we're always just two separate people and we come together because we want to be together and I like my days with you more than I like them without you but not in a sense that you you complete me not in the sense that he wouldn't complete me either though you know it's just like it's cool that you're here you know it's cool if you want to spend the rest of our lives together I think that would be neat but not in a sense of I've been longing for you I've been so lonely without you like I don't want to approach my husband like that maybe we'll just meet at work or we'll have already been doing our thing or whatever maybe we'll be friends I don't know how it's gonna go but please turn this part up so these sound waves can bounce out into the universe and my soul and my authentic expression can radiate out so I'm gonna say this whoever is divinely perfect for me Melly let's go where you at where you at come out of hiding stop playing with me and I'm gonna stop playing with you and we gonna get this thing rolling like we can be friends but just know I'm gonna be in love with you from the first day and there's nothing you can do about that and once I love you I'm always gonna love you so hmm, that's who you got in your corner somebody who loved you from the get so that's it um yep thank you you can turn it back down now um but thank you for doing that because I just need the universe to stop playing with me and send me my sugar daddy the fight so be my sugar daddy so whatever um yeah i'm really excited that i had the opportunity to talk i feel a lot better as i always do when i record of course i've been wanting to get an episode out all these months but i will not record an episode if it doesn't feel authentic and that's just the truth like i cannot record an episode when i don't feel authentic i go non-verbal for days at a time and so nothing can force me to talk if i don't want to but I'm glad I got it out. And we're, we're closer to an hour than further from an hour. So I'll take this little 45-minute little shindig as a, you know, a, a toe dip. A dip of the toe back in to the show. So, yep. Um, that's it right now. I just put my seatbelt on and pulled my chair up like I'm about to leave. But I actually need to, you know, plug in the background music and everything and come up with a name for this episode so it'll take me a little second maybe i'll think of something else to say in 20 minutes i doubt it but yeah i love you all you beautiful growers out there thank you for tuning in to life as we grow it i'm excited to keep going on this journey of life with all of you with myself with the future with the past with the present 
And yes, hopefully I can think of a good place to take a road trip to before I start this new job. Or, you know, something like that. I don't know. But yep, I love you. Thank you for tuning in. It's been fun. It's been real. Um, yeah, that's it. Bye.